And this is it. Ooh, up. The fall is coming. The fall is here. <laughs> we are falling. We are falling. I was pausing because usually when you do a song, you get a, you give me a whole parody oh, song. No, so. I thought of that three seconds before we hit record. Mm. And so I just went with it. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Justin. final days of Krakoa are upon us. They've started. The end of the beginning. The beginning of the end. (laughs) The the backwards rendezvous. It's funny that you said it like that. Did you say it like that on purpose? No. The end of the beginning. The beginning of the end. Because, y'all, it's taken me a long time. But I am doing it. I am reading Inferno. And I literally said to Justin today, must have subconsciously slipped it into your mind, that that was the end of one of the issues. That was like oh. the end of the beginning, the beginning of the end. Get out of my mind. <laughs> Tell me what comics we're talking about. We have two comics to talk about today. One Digi, which is X-Men Unlimited number 120, and one Tangy, full of the House of X number one. Wow. Wow. Wonderful. Mm. But before those two... We have to do the news. News, 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 Redux. Oh. Ooh. They have released on Marvel Unlimited a reorganized version of House of X Powers of Ten. In chronological order, I saw. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes. Marvel. Wow. I flipped through it. It's interesting. It's kind of a new way to look at it. It kind of takes away some of the twists and reveals mm. and but I, I can understand why this would be helpful to the editorial team and how this just viewing the landscape of the world so i guess they had built this there was a note from jordan they had built this internally as oh. a reference guide interesting for them. yeah That's i thought cool. that was cool i didn't really look at it i thought like maybe that meant that it well because release was like hawks pox hawks pox hawks pox right so is the order like hox, 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 pox, pox, It wasn't exactly alternating like that. Sometimes you get hit with a pox, pox, followed by a hox, hox, and then a pox, hox. You know, rocks or socks. But now it's just sections from different issues laid out chronologically. It's just one full PDF of the story. Oh, snap. That is not Oh, you I knew about it, but you didn't, I didn't know about know. it. I thought I knew, but I had no but idea. You know what you need to know? What? For Fathox, oh. there's an article. Oh, she just rolled her eyes, but it doesn't matter. I have the people on my side. I know. <laughs> so I just rolled my eyes and I just yes, let it go. It's fun to say. <laughs> <laughs> there's an article. It'll tell you. You know it if you're listening. Hopefully. I don't know. If you don't, you can find this article on Marvel.com and they'll tell you just broad strokes. Here's, here's what's going on with the crazy island folk. Ah, oh, like if you were just jumping into Fall of the House of X. Well, so I was reading, it, I'm skipping around, but I was reading an interview with Kieran about Rise, mm-hmm. number one, coming out next week. And he's talking about, you know, obviously this is the end. This is kicking off the end to the Krakoan era and his stories, his plots that he's been working on over the last two years, but also the the broader narrative over the last five right and how he still is trying to include some things that would make that a bit of a jumping on point and i think that was really interesting yeah that is right because people that just like x-men comics or i was talking to chris at the comic shop the other day and he was saying that people are still coming in asking about sins of sinister i just want i want to pick that up now Mm, that's cool jump in i mean i think that that is one thing to be said about the Krakoan era in general, it just definitely feels like if you were to pick up a comic, just like be like, hey, I want to start reading X-Men again and then pick up a comic, you would be like, what in the sure. blue moon is going on here? It's crazy because there are so many titles. There have been so many titles in Krakoa, and that's often feedback that almost too many. Mm-hmm. And the the story <laughs> isn't in a clear cut way. Honestly, right. when I saw that post about Hoxbox Redux, I thought they took the whole Krakoan era and put it in oh some God. kind of not not one PDF, but some kind of reading order. That is that I, would be an overwhelming task. I've been talking to Greg as he reads through. So my friend had read House of X and Powers of Ten, listened to season one of the podcast, and was like, "Wow, this is great! This is awesome! I want to read this." Wants to read Fothox and Rockpox. You could just call it the Rise and Fall. 
It's less syllables to say. Yeah, but then you wouldn't get all fired up. <laughs> What's the fun in that? Look at her. She's looking to go. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Greg wants to read Rise and Fall. He was talking about just how much there was and how he would not really be able to navigate it right. if there was not the podcast and he and I were texting back and forth. Right. If he didn't have a personal uh, he calls me his, encyclopedia. He calls me his Sherpa through the <laughs> X-Men continuity, which I love personally. Uh, it's great. Speaking of Greg, Greg Capullo has released a image. He's an artist mm -hmm. who recently was at DC but now has signed exclusively for Marvel. Fan favorite artist who posted an image... And if you zoom in, and if you enhance, and you enhance... And you go, and you go, and you go. You see in the top left corner, it says Wolverine. Oh, Jesus. In the top right corner, it says number one. Interesting. So this is the first confirmation that Greg will be the artist on Wolverine, whatever that looks like whatever on the other side. Whatever it may be. It is an image that looks like it's a, a tribe of sorts and a giant dinosaur foot stepping down. I love a dinosaur foot. We love going a to dinosaur Savage foot. Land. Savage go. Land, let's go. Then you might get me onto a Wolverine book. You might just get me right on board if you got dinosaurs in there. What is this? I don't know. It Have just you, started. Well, you like the Wolverine book by Percy. Get out of here. Yeah, I know I do. I'm just, you know, I have my tropes now, you know. I hate Cyclops. I hate Professor Xavier. Don't like time travel. I can't have all Emma of them are breaking. Emma and Tony together. All of them are breaking. Wolverine, who too even, much. Who even are you? Too much Wolverine. I mentioned the Kieran Gillen interview about Rise. There's some clips in our story on Instagram. There's also the link. It's on CBR if you want to read the full in interview. It's actually really interesting. Comic book resources if you didn't know. What Did that you meant. like Justin said that because I gave him I a read look your like face. not everybody is going to know what yep. CBR is, Justin. Yep. It, that's what it's referred to as <laughs> in the lingo, I in know. the jazz hands lingo times. In the lingo, but this is a this is a podcast where even if you're new, you do not feel left behind. Hopefully. Get your X-Men out of my Spider-Man. You got Kingpin, Typhoid Mary, and the Hellfire Guards in Amazing Spider-Man number 41 this week. Mm. Gang War continues. It's like Kingpin wants to be in the X-Men books. Who doesn't? Sure, sure. So I put it I put an image in the question box of typhoid just kind of being silly behind wilson and him yelling at her mm -hmm. in this ridiculous exchange if you read the issue it's just insane she's just kind of flirting with spider-man and she hulk to confuse <laughs> and bewilder them and then attack them maddie mkm was surprised to see wilson got mary back blonde china was more lit up about it all caps when the f did mary come back <laughs> i mean it's true we don't know where our realm of x friends have landed no explanation about how they have come back how they journeyed here i don't think that that's zeb's story to tell so if we do get our next follow-up with a character they may allude to the fact that they have gotten there but mary yeah. is back she's sporting a adamantium laced sword interesting that she can heat up with her heat powers mm. and can cut through hulk she hulk oh, like skin no. which was a surprise to jen but has adamantium always been able to penetrate hulk I mean, skin adamantium yeah kind of I think when Hulk vs. Wolverine, mm. he bleed. He was bleeding. I put up a poll just because I have a compulsion for data. But what, are, what about? Angel. What? A Marvel legend was oh. revealed. A deluxe Marvel legend a couple weeks ago and it okay. went up for pre-order. And I, I put in the poll, yes, no, we'll see, dot, dot, dot. 52% yes. You didn't even let me guess. Yeah. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> This is my this is, information. This isn't this isn't games, this is just news. Twenty <laughs> percent no, twenty-eight percent we'll see. We'll see. But that's just the start. I got data out the wazoo. Oh because it's the first oh. episode of the month and data is beautiful. Beep boop bop boop. It is all about the name brands in sales. Top five. We have Spider-Man, Batman, Transformers. Spider-Man and X-Men. How can Spider-Man be in there twice? In that order, because it's twice monthly. Wow. Right. And that was a very interesting point. And I went in and I looked in to see when certain titles were released to just get a sense. So X-Men number 29 was released on December 12th, near the top of the month. Mm -hmm. So it had the most time to right. you know, get, get its to sales. be available. Spider-Man number 40... The second issue of the two of the month was released on December 20th and still snagged the number four spot over X-Men 
in the number five spot. I think it's just mm. interesting to draw out the, you know, we always talk about how this doesn't give you a full picture of what that means. Right. But the purchases for ASM versus X-Men. Yeah, I do. Interesting. I do wonder about, I don't know if I want to say it this way, but the first thing that comes to my mind is like the validity of the data because it's not equitable are you questioning my data source i'm not it's just that like beep boop beep boop i just don't understand how something can be the number one book of a month when not all the books were given the same amount of time to thrive you know like if they're gonna have that kind of data then there should be like it should be based on like the first week sales or like something that's something that is Hmm. you know uh across the board accessible because like when they do like movies right it's like the grossing movies or whatever it's like that's over their whole thing but it's always on their opening weekend it's always something that can be consistently applied to all of them because like you're saying x-men had all this time and it was number five Mm -hmm. and and though i'm not trying to like down the x-men books but like i wonder if it was only in that first week would it still be number five or would it be much lower on the list because people bought it if it was in the last week right yeah so it's just an interesting skewed data point in my mind. I think so too. And it's how you interpret it and it's how you present it. I think it's it's not perfect. It is no. just a broad scope. I mean, I am a fiend, so I'm there every Wednesday right when the shop opens to get my books. So mm-hmm. my data counts. Right. Of in that course. First, you of know, course that opening your data week, counts. I am yeah. a Wednesday warrior, as they say. As they call them. Yeah. Predator versus Wolverine, number four. You're gonna you're gonna hate these data points. <laughs> at, at fourteen. Original X-Men number one at 22, which is honestly a pretty solid showing for a throwback one-shot that also released on December 20th, which just something else to pull out. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering how Weapon X-Men will do. I'm just genuinely genuinely curious. Wolverine number 40 at number 23, closing out our mutant-related slots in the top 25. Mm. Hey, at least they're in the top 25. You know, that's good. That's good. I didn't do any aggregate data. It wasn't as impressive as a couple months ago. And they were like, wow, yeah, mutants everywhere. So <laughs> we quietly just ignore that data. That's the data and that's what it is. That's what it is. Do you have any personal news? I do have personal news. So I went into work physically for the first time this week. And I'm building myself up driving. So I can get to like 20, 25 minutes before I'm in pain, which is progress. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not loving the the being in pain while driving but my pt wants me to push myself a little bit so i am um and also i just really wanted to to take a minute to say thank you to everybody who reached out to me after last week's episode i really didn't know that i was going to get emotional at the end of the episode and it really means a lot to me when you reach out and connect with me on those things like you know just the fact that there's there are people telling me like you know Oh, like, we're here for you. Like, we're not going anywhere. Like, we're sticking around. And also the reassurance that, like, this sort of thing happens with Xbooks. And, and you know, it's like the the true blues stick around. And, like, it's a roller coaster. But we're here for it. Or just, like, thinking of you. Or, like, people thanking me for getting emotional and, yeah, like, yeah. being vulnerable. And it just really means a lot to me to know that you all, like, care about us as people as well. And so I just wanted to, to say thank you for that. Absolutely. And I think that that's why I wanted to share personal news, mm. too, to just kind of we, – we are all about the business. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we don't we don't dilly. No dilly. Except when we have our personal news segment to just mm-hmm. be like, hey, this is what's going on in our life. We're people. Right. We fart. Yep. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's not what I was expecting you to say, but that is true. I got news. <laughs> yeah. What is it? I, you know, it's New Year. Same me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying different stuff. I have reinstituted some past habits that I kind of lost when we moved and altered up my commute and morning schedule. But I am kicking at it and doing mm. some some new stuff doing some yoga doing some stretching cracking my back back left and forth but left and right <laughs> back and forth back and forth reading hey i've been drinking you know, that's not a new habit but <laughs> you mean right now before this not like i've been drinking all the time <laughs> just so we're just so we're clear dad is unreported on <laughs> what he meant by that hey i have a poll a, another poll <laughs> 
bag. I wanted it to be out. a surprise. And I said, as I was getting ready to start, as we were getting ready to start, I said, oh, I got to get the poll results. And she was like, what are you talking about? A poll? No, like, but I thought when you said the angel poll, I thought that was it. That was I know. The poll. That's why I moved it up into the news like that. Ah, trickery. Throw you left, right, back and forth. Trickery, trickery. Well, left, what's your, left and forth. What's your second poll? My second poll. Do I get to play at this one? You do. Okay. One book, I said. But my data, (laughs) which character slash plot are you most interested in? Ooh. Is it Cyclops' Rescue, Robot Orcus, Human Orcus, or Xavier slash Krakoa? One clear winner. One clear winner? Ugh. Xavier slash Krakoa. That was in second place with 27%. The winner... If you want to take a second crack. Cyclops' Rescue. Cyclops' Rescue with 52%. Xavier Krakoa with 27%. Robot Orcus number three with 15%. And Human Orcus, nobody cares, 6%. I'm about to flip this table. What's up? You did not let me guess the percentages. Oh, sorry. You can't play. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> y'all. Okay. This is why this is why we can't record on Friday. <sighs> But it's good. It's groovy. We had a good time last night just chilling. It's good. Guys, I took notes for this issue, this episode. We're doing things a little bit differently in 2024, and I'm actually going to take notes. And so, like, I'm prepared, and Justin's over here throwing things left and right. You don't get to vote in this poll. You don't get to guess the percentages. This is an outrage. I changed the description of the podcast on... One, the Instagram. One man's elaborate scheme to get his wife into X-Men comics. That worked. Oh. Because it was. Oh, that's working for yeah. the longest time. Yes. That was long overdue. Yeah. It's Throwing good. you left and right. Hey, we got general questions. You want some general? Yeah, hit me. Hit me. Federino has a general question. Kurt, Piotr, and Logan are an iconic trio. Yeah, they are. They perfectly complement each other. And whenever they're to all to it's team in my together- notes. You know it's about to go down. What other iconic trios can you guys think of in the X-Men? Ooh. That's a good question. I was, I was kind of noodling on this this afternoon. I mean, my first like joke thought was Scott, Gene, Gene and, and Logan. Yeah, right. Because right, that that is the love triangle that we all know and have dealt with over the course of the 80s, 90s, and today. Danny, Rain, and Karma. Mm. OG New Mutants? Yeah. Yeah. Also, Wolverine kids. Okay. Gabby, Laura, Fang, Akiro. Yes. My um, my first my, my actual first answer, and it's I didn't say it first because one, it wasn't a joke, and two, it's very <laughs> similar to Michael's answer, where I said Kurt, Piotr, and Kate mm. with Excalibur. Yes, and that that's just a classic trio that I think of. There's also oh I they uh, Jubilee Psylocke and Wolverine oh from the Madripoor story that really that image sticks out in my mind Jubilee being kind of like thrown in over her head ah uh, this is fun I can come up with more but that's enough that's enough for now no maybe dilly, we'll come back no to dally. it no dilly we don't dilly Adriel Ranger said in response to the poll that the whole Orcus and Enigma Mister Sinister thing seemingly seemingly he's the big bad right the the mm-hmm. Dominion at the end. It would truly make sense for Cyclops to become the big hero on top for this one. Sinister is technically his arch nemesis, so it makes sense for him to understand how to defeat him, or at least involve the whole Summers family in that. And I thought mm. that was really interesting because Sinister is, in in my mental pitch, if you ask me, oh, how do you bring mutants into the MCU? Sinister is the big bad in a Cyclops mm. miniseries that stays on and becomes a big bad a cyclops mini series yes you have a cyclops series and a storm series they are the leaders of the x-men and then you go into the blue and gold movie y'all he's making the most sassy face at me right now because you question cyclops i have to tell you all something in relation to sinister because i'm so happy about it oh yeah so we were recording our patreon episode the other night we're talking about kind of where things are going to go with the comics and, and you know, what is the idea of uh, back to basics. And, you know, we're going on all these tangents as we do when we're talking in, in the Patreon. There's no rules. And I all of a sudden we started talking about the Dominion and I all of a sudden realized that 
each of the sinisters were essentially like a technarchy where they were out in the world thinking that they were the only one, right? Like the technarchy goes and gobbles up stuff mm-hmm. and thinks that it's doing it for its own accord, but really it's being puppeted to do that so it can be absorbed into the Dominion. And I made that realization and when I tell you how excited I was because – countless times i would read those dominion technarchy phalanx like <laughs> data pages and i would be like this doesn't make any sense to me i can never remember this i don't know what it was and then to think about the fact that like the plan for this was to tie it to this original idea of the dominion that dominion had been around in hickman's story and that we needed to tie it to this and the creativity to then take Right, like Dominion is still technology because it's still the AI at the end. Right. And and even though each of these individuals were not robots, they were creations of someone else and they all thought that they were going out for their own good and they all thought they had their own mission and their own purpose and that they would be the Dominion, but they were all being puppeted. And I just thought that, that was such a cool thing. And I was like yeah, really no, proud that, of myself for figuring that out. That was really exciting, out. just the the – thematic compound yeah. of a different Essex being a technarchy that's yeah. categorizing data, doing all this research, unbeknownst that they are feeding into a larger source. Right, because they are. Like yeah. everything is going back to this enigma. enigma so that it can become what it needs to become in the end. Yeah. Crazy. Bruce 33 wants to know Will we be coming out with more t shirt designs on T Public? Oh heck yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So we normally just come up with shirt designs when we think of them, mm-hmm. and that is why it's not with any regularity. Neither of us are really drawing-enabled. Yeah. Know? I usually do all my design work on Canva, so it's whatever I can make with what I've got. But if y'all have, like, not necessarily, like, a design specific that you want, but, like, a character inspiration or, like, I really want some, you know – I really want some Laura merch or I really want yeah, some yeah. Colossus merch or whatever. But I'll think I'll I'll think about that. I'll dream it up. Was we're gonna go to the mountains and this year I can't snowboard, so I'll have lots of time on my hands. Maybe I'll think design it out. some things. It is time to talk Digi. The Digi X Men Unlimited number one. 20 the blood dawn the blood dawn this was brutal at the start oh yeah roberto catching a beat down re the destroyer is ridiculous i have to say in this issue that fight sequence the scroller yeah. art was so well done with like you know one character being punched and the, falling into yeah, another big... fight and like yeah, the way that the fighting just kind of feels like it envelops you with the scroller art. I thought that was such a so well done. Shout out Philip Sevy. That's great. Yes. I know we talked about them uh, re last issue, but the concept of him beating away not only your memories, but your impact on the world, like erasing who you are and who knows it. Right. Which well, I, as I came to that realization, I hated what was going on because he's just beating roberto but was he though because it felt like he was saying that like he's like do you want this do you want me to obliterate you as like so it feels like he was just like literally fist fighting Berto, and he was getting to the point where he was like i'm if i like if yeah. if you pass out if you whatever then like i can obliterate you from existence so it's interesting because that with, has a power i feel like that's a ter- terrifying power with but a taste of my prey i obliterate any and all traces they've left upon creation every touch shared with a lover every quarrel fought upon. so i guess if he tasted his blood right that's what have yeah been the result but and, him and just getting the beat down was not and roberto was just just holding on when i first saw it i was like forgetting that like sunrise was the end of the fight and when it was like I thought yeah he was waiting for sunrise I was like he's waiting for the sun to power him up because I thought it was so cool that he was like dark because he didn't have any sun and then like when the sun started to rise he started to like get his his color back and like lighting up and I thought that he was just gonna destroy the destroyer but he couldn't because the fight was over Ooh, a couple other things I want to point out about that Kobach Kobach. for the win okay like you have not gotten on the Kobach train Kobach is like the VIP Araco Araki mutant I don't know that I would call him the VIP but he is a good supporter he is an all-around support player 
Mm-hmm. Even at like this, this whole issue felt like a who's who in mm. the Iraqi follow up conversation with just some highlights that we we got Red Root coming back with Sunfire, Weaponless yeah. Zen making an appearance. It's just tying up those loose ends, and I love it. Yeah. So like, Birdo has this conversation of like, oh, I was focusing on my next project, which I was like, what's your next project, bro? And then he gives his seat. He gives the seat, the night seat to Zen, which yeah. I thought was so beautiful. And then you get this little like tease of the new mutants coming at the end. It's like, you know, next new mutants or whatever. And I'm like, ooh, are we getting like the new mutant team back? Because that's a book I'll read and I won't Reunited. I won't cry about it. New threats, new plans, and new mutants. We also, before we jump to the creative team, Bay. Mm, oh, the, the heartache they the, really struggling right and i feel like you don't tee something like that up without knowing it's getting answered soon right, right. And, and we would expect with how out in the open doug was taken off the board that that would have some follow-up right and also two things one bay saying that she could never she could never like fight out the level of pain that she was feeling from losing Doug I thought was really intense and then also Birdo saying like he did this literally just to beat the crap out of Ray but then it actually was very cathartic for him and like he actually processed things that he didn't know he needed to process so I thought that was cool it was a really good issue it was like Infinity Comics are no joke y'all well especially I feel like these handful that they've been doing lately where it's actually tied into the mm. narrative it gives you the difference of perspective with the scroller art yeah but also you're still that invested and excited about it because it's feeding the larger narrative mm-hmm. so you get a little bit more from it than i think some of the the more character driven could have happened at any point during krakoan era stories normally yeah. feel like that's very true JP Didomaso is wondering if Roberto is creating something similar to the Avengers machine from Hickman's Avengers run. And that was kind of like a, a global response unit to different threats, like how to get the right people in the right places to mm. respond to any type of situation. And especially with the way that Roberto is talking about his regret for not being there at the hellfire right. gala to be able to be with his friends to be able to stand up and do something yeah, even if sam it wasn't specifically sam specifically right because they're besties right mm-hmm. but yeah i thought that would be really cool and would also set him up for an interesting next level yes next stage yeah. of where does what, he go what goes on with roberto because he's, he's leveled up right he's matured also and has been an avenger previously mm-hmm. so i think that also gives them the clout to be able to do something outside of any kind of x-line mm. ties blonde china loved the blood dawn arc and mm-hmm. even if still no answers about bay slash where's doug and i think it's great again that they mention it to just remind us that it's coming right but michael's also glad that arako has their voice back hashtag justice for red root mm-hmm. oh for sure justice for red root are you ready for the credits before I transition to <laughs> written by Steve Fox and Steve Orlando, art by Philip Sevy, callers Ceci de la Cruz, letters Travis Lanham. This Travis Lanham. So we're moving on to another story. I'm excited for what is next. What comes next? They have promised it's going to be big. Yeah. It's still connected. So that's great. That's awesome. Are you ready for the fall of the House of X number one? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's talk about it. Let's, Let's talk get about the it. cover. The cover is beautiful. Yeah. I love the colors of the cover so much. That's one thing that, you know, because I'm reading Inferno, because we just did modern colors. Some the modern colors are so good. Like well, the purples and the blues make such a difference. They're computer. Right, I know, but I'm just saying like I understand that there's like technology the and- uh progression, but yeah. just the yeah, the vibrancy of the colors and like I feel like purple the wasn't really a color that was used as much in Well it wasn't it wasn't part of the core colors that they had in when they were doing it mm-hmm. hand and the the range. So to be able to do the purple with so many different shades right, of purple. Like the, the, you know, the ombre bamf. effect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This team you know, Vitorino called it out at the top, but this team is classic X-Men mm. all day. This is this is a core, especially 
relative to saving Cyclops. Storm, where are you? Yeah, you know, yeah, that, it's that... a great team. It's a great cover. Are you ready? Mm. Page turn noise. Cyclops is dreaming as he heads into some courtroom peril. Yeah, you know what I thought was really interesting about this is that in Cyclops' dream trial, Charles is his judge. And that's just a really interesting spin on where Cyclops' brain is at of like who's really maybe at fault here or who's like subconsciously he feels like Charles is not on his side. Well, he feels that that his dream has led them astray in some way, right? Mm -hmm. The, The ideals that they were backing was not the focus of what they should have been really being focusing on yeah also there's one like tiny little detail in the art that it's like irking me so you know you see on the first page you see the like the zoltar kind of fortune teller booth that says your destiny but there's also a sign that says timely Timely? like is that in reference to victor timely like kang or is that just like this is a timely thing you know like i don't know i think that as a name has a very specific connotation and then you have the your destiny yeah. fortune teller with destiny's mask on right very heavy-handed reference to a specific character you have the phoenix jean gray saving cyclops right, from dropping with her down phoenix pin yeah the brooch on her dress. i liked this like western vibe of of his trial, I thought it was interesting, and just to like see him like be being hung, but then floating in the air, and yep. this idea that Gene's coming for him. The art in this issue is so good. Yeah, coming out of the car, van, bus, whatever, transport. Yeah, <laughs> in his classic outfit, not the tattered '90s look that he had been in in holding, mm. but in no a pouches. very well, you know, he's probably got some. I don't see a single pouch on he's this. He's probably got some inside the, the belt or hidden on the side or something like that. I think there were pouches. Maybe not. Well, right in this image, there's no pouches. I do love the the parallel that they're drawing with this Paris trial to mm. the trial of Magneto. Yes. Very televised, very important mutant face of mutant rights it and what so might happen. It is so frustrating that it's not in the United States, though. Like... That it's just feels, for show. Right, exactly. Right? It's, it's just like, for history books, even as Stasis says later on in the book. Mm-hmm. Right. Which takes us to our title page, The Fall of the House of X. The Trial of Cyclops, written by Jerry Duggan, art by Lucas Wernick, colors Brian Valenza, letters Travis Lanham. BC's Travis Lanham. Pepe Larraz and Marte Gracia on the cover. Mutant technology, you dig? You dig? Fastball special. Screwball special. Well, the fastball special in the then, right? Right. Talking about the then. Bringing it back to, you know, the the screwball special, this whole interaction, I have so many questions. Really? How is Wolverine here, but also with Colossus from X-Force? Are they connected? Are they in communication to each other? This, Warland brings it up in a point, the fact that, and, and I was thinking it as well, the fact that they are murdering, killing you know, all's fair in love and war, sure, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Terrorists, Orcus, terrible mm-hmm. people. But they're killing people when Colossus has all this struggle and trauma for what he was forced to do under the sway of Mikhail. And Wolverine has had recent feelings of not forgiving Colossus in X-Force, referencing like he was the one that held out the longest in his reaction to should Piotr be forgiven and be allowed to be a part of this team. So that's why this felt like a little out of place or maybe not explained as to how this was happening okay i have a few thoughts and feelings on that one i think any feelings that wolverine had towards the things that colossus did were because they were internal and they were not like orcus is the enemy so they're kind of in that instance i just assumed they're putting aside their differences to come together to take on the enemy we need to do this right and like it doesn't matter if Wolverine is upset with Colossus for 
what he did like we've seen that happen in the past where they're just like we have to put our stuff at the door we need to work together because we have this end goal and two as far as like where this fits in the timeline in my mind this happens as all those other storylines are wrapping up because we're getting this idea constantly thrown in that like when we need you when it's time when it's time for the battle you'll show up when it's time for the battle you'll show up and so in my mind yeah maybe they they did the whole x-force thing but now now we've gathered everyone and we're one united front and it didn't it didn't seem off to me at all it didn't bother me it's just i, I, I have to it. point it out because wolverine being in multiple books without the cheat of krakoan gates is what brings it to my attention right you're going to be in x-force and on the cover of x-force comics going forward you're going to be a key player in fatox you're going to also have the saber tooth war happening concurrently releasing the first issue next next week and I, I just think that that's something to point out as something but yeah i i agree yeah. but i also just think that they've all been throughout all the titles they're all coming back together for this idea of coming against orcas and i feel that even if they're out on these other missions the trial of cyclops was planned and they knew when it was going to be so they could have had time to get where they're going we got a prisoner meeting leah gregor finally coming back into the comics I have no sympathy for you and your terrorist family. No. I don't care about you, but this exchange is probably my favorite part of the issue, or yes, at least one it's of it's really great. Before we get there, I just want to shout out this one splash page of Wolverine just like slicing through because it's so beautifully kinetic. I love it so much. <laughs> Gregor. Yeah, she's just like she's coming in here like I don't know what she thinks. She's smug. Like, does she think that Cyclops is just going to sit there and take it? Or that no. he's going to, like... That he's going to be, be broken. Like, ple like, plead for her exactly. forgiveness. That's what and, she's like, looking for. Be dumb. It's not going to happen, girl. The calls, the, the sniff of bourbon in your morning coffee. Oh, my God. The talks about how we're all dealing with severe... Like, you were planning on building murder machines right. to annihilate our entire race, and I killed one man. Right, and, and like, and you are so self-important that that is the reason why you feel justified to eliminate all of my friends and family. Right, and you're you're mad your husband died, but you were for an organization that just killed my wife. So I'm not really sure where you think you can come in here and like make me feel bad for you. And then the moment when he says. And what happens after when the My last mutant is dead under moment. your heels and Gregor like goes to respond. He's like, I'm not talking to you. I wasn't asking. The, the smile back. The, right. the little smirk because he, he even has the physical tilt of his head because he, he feels the room. Right. right. He, he has been without sight before. He has dealt with limited field of vision. He knows where mm -hmm. sounds are coming from. So he knows where Omega Sentinel is in the room. And he also has this inkling of you're the one in charge right. here, right? You are to, the big brain. Right. That and we know, like, I know that your end game is not going to be to work with these humans. So, like, once you've gotten rid of us, like, who's next? Well, they might suspect, but technically they don't know. We know as the reader that mm. was revealed in Inferno. And then Charles and Magneto were killed with that information. Right. Not backed up. Xavier. No mooring on Krakoa. Mm. Throwing things up and then pulling Rasputin from the Cyclops rescue mission. This is interesting, but also feels uncharacteristic for Rasputin, who otherwise is struggling for some characterization. But also, what are you doing, Charles? Yeah, so here's here's my thoughts. One, Lucas, please draw my ex-women forever and yeah. ever and always because they're gorgeous. Two. The drop-in. Yeah, that, that shot specifically. Two, right? So like he's like, saying to her we have to deal with our work and i hate that he makes her abandon the team because it feels like again charles has learned absolutely nothing he's decided to do he's decided to do this one thing on his own without informing everybody while he also knows that the team is trying to save cyclops and he pretty much says to rasputin like this if cyclops doesn't make it out like whatever this is more important this is more, what we have to do is more important and i just that moment like really infuriated me because I was like, you're doing the same stuff over and over again. But then it also made me think the parallel between in Sins of Sinister, like Rasputin was that like right hand to Sinister going through and Charles has Sinister in him. Mm -hmm. So is that parallel kind of tie in in some way? That's interesting. I like the hint that they have been working together in secret for mm. a long period of time. So that Rasputin has been balancing her workload between their mission 
and the X-Men underground team. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're both high quality, high skilled telepaths and have been communicating and working together on something that we don't know all this time. Right. And then Nightcrawler shows up and we have our classic team. Even I knew. I was like, this is a classic trio. Yeah. The tunnels left behind. The electromagnetic and torches attack oh, on yes. Wolverine. Lighting them up. This oh, the, the fire scene. Roasting. Yeah. And then when he's like coming off the wall and he's like still smoking. This this panel mm-hmm. might be my favorite. It's the bamf of the three of them. Then dot 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 to war. To war. One of my favorite panels. Yeah, it's really the, I'm telling you, the art is like so gorgeous. So gorgeous. Cyclops is sporting a non-tactic, as the judge calls it. Not not acknowledging or accepting or responding to the accusations, the allegations that Orcus is presenting in this case. I mean, I love it because he's like, I'm not even going to dignify this absurdity with a response. I know my friends are coming. I'm out of here. What are you talking about? But I don't even think it's just that. Like, I think obviously he's... Well, yeah, if he's he not privy serious. to the information that they're coming to save him, but he he's just like, that. maybe he is. Maybe Kate told him or something. Yeah, or telepathic communication in any way or some kind of. Mm, yeah, but it but I don't I don't see it as him being like, I don't need to deal with this because I know people are coming to save me. I feel like he's like no, yeah, that, very much. He's not entertaining this to give it validity. Right. He's saying, you can say whatever you want. This isn't real. You're right. charging me for uh, a sovereign nation just existing and a manipulated message that these people are perpetrating. Right. And we know, right, we know straight out the gate from what happened with uh, Hydra Cap slash Captain Krakoa that it doesn't it matter. It wasn't him, right? It yeah, doesn't right. matter what was said in, in the courtroom because like you're blaming me for stuff that I clearly didn't do. We have it on record. It doesn't matter what I say. Like you're going to convict me. So why am I even going to like, What what is the point? Yeah. The point is celebrating in space as Dr. Stasis goes off. I got like so like the vibe in this moment of just like an eerie feeling of like stasis is celebrating too early. Sure, yeah. And obviously we know that there's things oh, the, brewing and stuff happening. The but looks just... on Gregor's face as she catches the conversation between Omega Sentinel and Nimrod yeah. about celebrating later on Sentinel City. Yeah. Right. Yee! Go kill Krakoa. Oh my God. My heart. So many people are reacting to this. The fact that Krakoa has the ability to neutralize Nimrod with a loogie right. of Amber. Which One, I, where's that been? Where's that been? How come? And also like Kaiju entering the fight. I, I did post yesterday an image from, I believe it's X-Men 16, which is the first time where Krakoa and Arako try to meet and reconcile their differences, mm. where they each become their physicalized avatar group selves oh, and yeah. meet in between okay. the land masses themselves. Yeah, thank so, you for bringing that up because I was like, since when can Krakoa just get up and walk so around? So I saw, I saw a lot of people say that online and I had this image kind of stuck in my mind just because I knew it was Phil Noto. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed this issue. The issue ends with Cyclops and Jean saying, we're not going to rejoin the council. We're going right. to form the X-Men. And I, I just, I love that issue because... Because of that? No, no. I love that issue because Magneto and Xavier go to Arako to give Iska a gateway plant. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what is this? Well, it's so you don't have to go across the water. You can just go through this gate. And she, she laughs and she says, oh, for comfort. <laughs> and that is just Iska's energy all yeah. day. Uh, but run for it, Krakoa. Run for it, my dude. Doug. Get in here with a translator because I have no idea what he's saying. Right. I know. I was reading it and I said that out loud. Like, I don't know what you're saying, Krakoa. But also, Krakoa, you're leaving and Doug is somewhere. Where Where is he? Is he inside this avatar? Is he in the ground? Where did you put him? And are you abandoning him? Are you planning on coming back? Like Bay wants to know. Yeah. A data page, a release from Jennifer Walters. I thought that was a really beautiful, really beautifully written statement and- it's interesting to have Cyclops have not said anything at the trial, but like said this here Publicly because releases. it's like anything he says there doesn't matter. But what he can say here, some, you know, lay person may read it and it might it might actually have an effect. Whereas if he was to say these things in a trial, it's not going to have any effect because right. we know it's rigged. Right. We got some sentinel promises, callbacks to Xavier's opening speech to the world, the the looming robot ladies behind 
Aaliyah Gregor as she makes this announcement to people through the Stark Sentinels Such that we are here for Such a freaking hypocrite. We are taking down the invasive species that is the mutant people. Boo. Yeah. Hiss. But I know there's no booing or hissing for this team. Oh, oh come my on. God. What a great team. We get a little recap and centering. This whole issue is setting the table, right? Yes. Gather the people. This is seemingly a loss. They're taking the rescue plot as a loss, but we're nodding to the various other threads that are going on. The, the Iron Man, Mr. and Mrs. X nod to them. Mm-hmm building up the forces ready for the attack. Arako and Woofer, a little story back to Jerry. This is Jerry really pulling in the three titles that he had been working on mm-hmm. to meet in this middle spot. Juggernaut at the mansion. <laughs> Emma's monologue coordinating with everyone. The, the fabulous, be fabulous. Yes. Call back to her classic line. Island M for Polaris. This was the heat at the end. Uh, yes, we see just like, wait a minute. Those are Polaris's clothes. That's a crumpled coffee cup. What possibly we, could have happened to we her? We are leaving that non-functional battle suit in the dust. It's out. We are ready for war as she heads to nowhere. The celestial head parked outside, I think, Jupiter. That is the home of the brood currently. Oh, yeah, I see. In my mind, in this image, I thought she was like literally pulling the entirety of nowhere. I think she is with her. I think she is. And everybody, I'm. I've already said it on my Instagram, but I will officially announce it here. I'm making this. It's yeah. happening. When I had seen the cover with like the more Magneto specific version, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna make that." And then to you know have this idea that she actually has a suit that is her own, but is an homage to that look of her father, but also gives her character like its own integrity. I saw um, someone shared something. I don't know where it was from. If it was like from Twitter or Threads or something else, but Lucas was saying that that was the idea was that energy to give more magneto yeah, vibes yeah. give the magneto vibes but yeah, give the, the character her the own design concept yeah. yeah and i love it and i can't wait to make it yeah and she's such a baddie like this is it's interesting because obviously like she is not the same as magneto but to have her kind of take this moment to say like I have to fill this void and I have yeah. to step up into this role now and I need to fulfill my father's destiny. And I like, need to be a general in this war yeah. and rally the troops because she's bringing all of the brood. The idea of the brood fighting Orcus is getting me all sorts of excited. Yeah. They ingest the intelligence of their hosts and then can disguise themselves in the bodies of their hosts. That's just, crazy. just think about that with a couple of Orcus agents. Right. Junwei, you know, a couple of like even grunt soldiers mm-hmm. and then infiltrating the organization as a whole. And then you also think about, you know, we have this conversation like why did Scott and Jean fight over this whole thing with the brood? And if Scott had annihilated the brood, we wouldn't have this, which me- leads me to believe that they were obviously planning this brood oh, yeah, yeah. as a part of the war. For a little while, but the fact that Brew himself says, like, I've not forgotten the, like, the what Gene did, the empathy, right? Yeah, so it's kind of like, we're now. so now we will return the favor, essentially, yeah. which I mean, it's I, a little bit like, oh, yeah, we set this up for ourselves in a story, but it's also cool. Well, it's, it's Jerry playing with his own plots, right? right. So that was in X-Men. That right. was the whole conflict that he was kind of creating some tension between Gene and Scott to then bring them back together stronger at the end. And then this question of the brood but really to draw attention to the fact that the x-men now have the brood in their corner because of brew and because of the kindness mm-hmm. that they showed to this race of people yeah yeah this was ooh. next is war and rotpox rise of the powers of x is our krakoan what do you think big picture it was definitely a setup story but yeah. it had its moments like i didn't feel overly excited but it did give me good revving up vibes yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We're finally starting to see them take action. I think part of the fall was building up in the background the way that Orcus has done for the last few years. And this was them saying, okay, now we strike. Every moment is planned, including Cyclops' sacrifice, right? Him not not uh, giving anything to them is all part of the plan in his trial. And I really... I really don't like that Charles is still not learning that he can't just do something on his own and think that he can fix everything like that still really bothers me but 
and and this fact that he has sinister inside him and like maybe he's he's using they're using Rasputin in this way because mm. sinister knows of the previous timeline and maybe he's like pulling that in but there are a lot of little threads that are interesting it definitely sets it up for it to be an interesting storyline but I I like the like the nuggets. I like Orcus celebrating too early and and the robots yeah, kind of yeah. like lurking in the distance of like there's so much more to this plan than the humans know and the slow gathering of the teams yeah. and just This was very point and call. Mm-hmm. This was hey, we have this here, we have this here, mm-hmm. we have this here, we have this here, and now we're gonna play with them. Right. This was setting the table. It wasn't spectacular or life-changing but it was good yeah i enjoyed it we really didn't get much in terms of new information or twists but it collected a lot of what we're going to be playing with threads from jerry's runs even from hickman's work before him with the sentinels Mm -hmm. and some intrigue the rasputin bit and one of my favorites being the preview of issue two's cover as polaris assembles the brood Mm -hmm. these were the new inputs of information as we move forward with some other things but other than that, it was a lot of, okay, let's get ready for the next four issues that will follow. Right. It's it's interesting because this might be a weird thing to say, but it felt like it had a lot of heartwarming moments, right? Like mm. the the moment when Nightcrawler like bamps in. It's it's or maybe not heartwarming isn't the right word, but like those like hope hopeful or hope inspiring moments, right? Mm. Like rah, Nightcrawler's rah. here and you know, or like, ooh, you jabbed at Orcus or Oh shoot! Um, the team is all together. Gambit and Rogue are together, flying the jet. You know, like Kate's going through and like gathering the forces, and then like Polaris has a new costume. Like, even though it didn't have any one thing that was like blew the lid off of our brains, it's starting to give us the hype. It's starting yeah. to say so. It's interesting because the book is called Fall of the House of X, and so obviously something bad is going to happen at some point, but the it's like it's starting to give us the hype it's starting to take all these little things that we've been building for us to feel like we can actually do it like we can actually take down orcus future dog walker was surprisingly emotional seeing uh krakoa afraid and running from nimrod but plus side nimrod being stopped with a loogie for the win yeah which yeah it was i i saw a lot more upset about that than than any kind of positive because I think it was hey how come he wasn't going how come Krakoa wasn't going right why didn't Krakoa do this on before? the forge right Vaderino loves the irony of Polaris and the Brood coming to aid Scott and the mutants when Scott argued for their extermination what you were talking about earlier mm-hmm. so we've got the Forge fleet Arako the X Men. Juggernaut and the surprise brood confirmed, plus Limbo and Latveria waiting to be called upon. That just leaves the Realm of X ladies and the folks in the White Hot Room to account for. Mm-hmm. Kinda, we're, we're building our endgame gates entrance. I to mean, you, you shared with me today that... The Kieran quote from the interview where he talks about endgame would be an apt comparison mm. if you're looking for a kind of cinematic universe yeah. analog. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're building the forces. This yeah. is going to be the big blowout. Pete Woods eighty six hopes the invasion is an all out war similar to Circles in Endgame, mm-hmm. and I think that's what we're talking yeah, about. We're getting coming. ready for it. Cannot wait for Polaris to throw it down. You know what's kind of disappointing? It's not because we'll experience it through the internet and through the podcast and all of that, but that moment sitting in the theater watching Endgame. When all those portals opened and everyone came through and like Everybody the audience collectively the audience. Yeah. cheered. Like I wish there was a way to experience that feeling with this with comics with sure. people, you know? Like I mean, we we read a comic together at, mm. for the first time really. You know, we were reading an arc simultaneously in, in real time and reacting out loud and yeah, that, that, I feel like we could do that if I didn't have the compulsion mm. to read once I bought them. Immediately. Yeah. P. Woods also wanted to know, when did they find Forge? And I'm assuming this is a skip over the Iron Man arc that's referenced in the editor's note because that's the last time we saw Forge in the last Iron Man issue right. when he and Riri meet up in space to do the mission that Riri's doing in assembling this fleet that is mentioned as being finished. So I Yeah, think that's those why I think are, there's a little time jump here. Even we're, we're mentioning issues 14 and 15 or, or 
13 and 15 through an editor's note mm-hmm. about Iron Man, that that's what he's doing to assemble that part of the war. But that's where he's been, out in space, somehow. Doing space things. Space stuff. J.P. Dinomasso wants to know, why is Rasputin 4 working with Xavier? I don't know, man. We all want to know. But she call, she's always thought of him. He's the great it, it, ex. That's exactly it. I think that's why she's she is tainted. under the sway of her lore that she has been told that she has heard that she right. grew up on. She doesn't know who he really is. <laughs> I need to educate her. I don't think her. anybody does. I do. Warline, I know. Warline was here and there. You know, it was good art. Loved the inclusion of Leah Gregor and some parts with Cyclops. But the issue is meh, if not bad. Which I don't know. I don't know if it was bad, but like, so Colossus killing and having no problem with his trauma in X Force. We talked about that earlier. How is the amber spit from Krakoa able to hold Nimrod? We've never seen Krakoa in a fight, so mm-hmm. who knows? And some things feel like they're being rushed, and I would agree with that. Where how we're getting. I don't know about rushed is how I would say, but we're not getting all of the panels in between. And that is the medium of comics is that you don't need every scene. Mm -hmm. You're going to get this and maybe you'll get a reference in X-Force or maybe you'll get a reference in this other title as to how this is coming together. I felt like this issue kind of, to me, felt like a building up montage. That's exactly what it is. And that's, I think, like, you had to kind of say to me the other day. Because you were expecting the Hellfire Gala. Yeah, well, I was like, I'm nervous for this like I was for the Hellfire Gala or, like, what's going to happen? And I think as a title, it could have that same weight, but as an issue, it doesn't. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, there's just, like, a lot of hype and there's all these also, like, solicitations and, like, advertisements and all these things coming out from Marvel that's, like, the Krakone Age is ending. The Krakone Age is ending, but, like, it's ending in March. So it's, like... We are being, like, fed Actually, this no, idea. It's not ending in March. Uh, March is when X-Men Forever will start. So it's ending, I think, in April, June? Well, that's what I mean, like, yeah, yeah. up to March. Like, right. the new phase will happen in March, but that's... The new phase will happen in, like, June. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Yeah, this this continues for, like, the first five or six months of right. 2024. Okay, so so even more so that, like, we're being, like pushed this idea in our mind that like it's the end it's the end it's the end but if we still have six months to go like they're not going to give us the biggest bomb drop right right now this is an end game in the first issue this is the build towards this is infinity war right this is the build towards the what was it the before the fall mm-hmm. right rem springer sent two panels in the image mm. of scott stepping out in his cuffs and saying there's something so creepy about dressing Scott in his classic outfit, which I agree. This is not what we have seen him in in holding. He was in his tattered 90s uniform. So somehow they found it. Yeah. And they dressed him in I his classic, like, like, dressed up uniform. I feel like there has to be some sort of twisted symbolism there that I just don't know. I don't know. And like other, from Orcus's perspective. Yeah, I don't. I unless they say it, I there's nothing that comes to mind. The shot also that he sent was the eyeless visit, the fact that he can't see mm-hmm. Aaliyah Gregor or Omega Sentinel in that somewhat interrogation. That exchange was just so great. It yeah, just, it just shows how little they care about him. Jai Rivero needs someone to no prize where Orcus found Scott's. Giant size X Men uniform for the trial, and yeah, I would love to know. Well, they went to the moon and they raided his closet, and they I said, mean, they this, did, right? This looks cute. Yes, they did go to Krakoa and they like raided Emma's closet. So right. who's to say they That's wouldn't? What, that wasn't a joke. That was, you know, <laughs> I mean, it was, did. but it was a statement. Right. Michael they, were like, they were like, this is the one that looks the cleanest. And so we're going to take the image of a man who looks like pristine and this idea of like the X-Men are here to save us. And we're going to bury him in that look. Also a reference to the trial of Magneto. That's what he wore during mm, that time frame. Interesting. So I don't know if that's a further connection trying to date them in that time or call more connection to that period mm. michael loves mariah carey calling out my favorite moment my question wasn't for you mm. yes i know so good like i'm pretty sure i went like oh yeah it gave, it gave the chills yeah also three cheers for lorna which i think is a universal agreed mm-hmm. yeah one more summer thought it was sloppy predictable and lackluster minus lorna which you know there's some it seems like there's a couple of people that weren't 100 percent on board but Stick it out and see where it goes. Yeah, I think it's going to go 
to great places. Edward III was having a difficult time choosing a plot he enjoyed the most. Having started reading in 98, seeing the team of Rogue, Gambit, Kate, Kurt, Logan, and Peter together was a major highlight. And that, like, that ship of team. Yeah. And then where else they went as Kate dropped in to Mm -hmm. rally the troops. Yeah, that was exciting. Definitely want to know what Xavier was calling Rasputin for. When would he have set up a plan with her? And where are Sink and Talon? Right. So Sink and Talon, we'll get that in the next issue of Mm X-Men. They're on the cover, High Evolutionary. They seemingly were captured by High Evolutionary and his forces. That's at least what I'm assuming until we get more information from the actual issue. But excited about that team. Yes. It's a cool looking team. Seems like it bring it's it seems like energetically, like you can feel the energy of the team on the page. Yeah. The positive fan shouting out Cyclops, he's awesome, improved it again this week. Yeah, he is. No comment. I don't know. He I mean, I think that what he's doing in this issue is a very admirable admirable thing like he's a leader (laughs) stop well because it's not i don't think of that as a leadership quality i Hmm. think of that like i i think about like the captain of the ship yeah yeah i guess that but i also just feel like it is a more of a martyr type quality Hmm. of like a i'm just gonna let you do what you feel like you need to do to me and then everyone else will show you that you're wrong. Hmm. Yeah. Fabi Zucconi says, Fat Hawks is off to a great start. And he actually said Fat Hawks, just so we're clear. I'm sure he did. Want to see Kate murder some Orcus people? Yes. 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 I need more Kate murder in my life. <laughs> yes. We got a lot of it, and then it kind of went away. Bruzu33 teared up when Emma's words to their people and allies, the fabulous callback was on mm-hmm. point, and... They got chills, all caps, seeing Lorna with all her glory on the last page. That's so good. But why didn't she tell anyone? Why did she go off to assemble this brood troop without the the knowledge mm. being shared to the resistance force? It is interesting. Right, because Kate didn't know, and she seems to be in communication with Emma and, and was counting on Polaris to be there. I like the idea that wherever Polaris went, she really did some like self-reflecting, and she was like, I need to think about myself and my people and what they need because we we didn't like we kind of talked about it a little bit in scarlet witch but like we haven't really seen her process the death of her father right so going wherever she's going on her own she goes there she reinvents herself in his image like that's a huge thing for her and so yeah it's weird that she didn't say like hey guys i'm gonna bring the brood with us Mm. and this is gonna be a, a good ally in our fight but i think that really the her being off on her own was like that's how she dealt with her grief and that's how she's honoring her father is to pull the parts of him that are in her and have that like bring them out be there for her people bruce also doesn't fully understand how x-men x-force and dark x-men bridged to the book missing links and i think that's part of what we're talking about is that you know they're here and maybe we'll get the details or maybe we won't. They're just kind of like a reshuffling to start us off to this new story. I don't think you necessarily need a this person walked over here this way or this one was called well, in this way. There, there's the communication part, especially Dark X-Men. Yeah, I was going to say meeting in the tunnels. If you and, think about if you think about each one, like Dark X-Men at the end of Dark X-Men, Maddie kind of releases the group and, and they like go they and go to be yep. part of another thing. Then in X-Men, I don't know where Kamala is right now. I mean, we kind of see her fighting Sentinels in a panel, right? With but the like Avengers, yep. Right. But Kate and Wolverine and Kamala were all together. Mm-hmm. So it makes I mean, I know that's still confusing with the X-Force state of things, but coming in and but then the telepathic beacon from quentin right to be able to unite communication from everyone maybe that's how yeah it is interesting to to figure out how those two got from you know basically canada to here but if you think about it too like they're in new york it's not that far i mean the alpha flight team came from space and it was not that far for them right exactly (laughs) taylor the bookster boy wonders if there are any lingering issues from scott's dream like with xavier Right. What we were mm. talking about at the top of the issue, seeing Xavier at the middle point 
and the other people that were around him, right? Mm-hmm. Is Sinister, Omega Sentinel, No, that Moira. was that was Stasis. I went and looked. Gotcha. It's a it's a club. Gotcha. Stasis, Omega Sentinel, Moira, and I think a fourth. Modoc. Oh, Modoc. Yeah, Modoc. Which is why it's interesting because Moira and Stasis and Modoc are like heads of Orcus, and mm-hmm. so like and have Charles and Omega Sentinel, right? So to have Charles be the judge is interesting. Yeah. And part of me wonders, is this just a dream or is this some residual impact of the rapport that he and Jean shares as she's doing whatever she's doing to break from the white hot room? Mm. And the fact that she's there with the Phoenix brooch and saves his life is interesting. The, the fact that he even references her in his defense, like the only person that can judge me is, is not Jean. here. Right. You know, what he said in Judgment War. And the other thing that's or Judgment Day. Sure. Yep. The other thing that's interesting which i just made this realization is that like in in thinking of this dream as some sort of premonition because charles is not present but he pulls rasputin and he decides Mm -hmm. he makes the judgment call that cyclops does not need to be saved right so he kind of did sentence him to death in that way exactly so that is an interesting twist and that was the judgment that he made without knowledge from the x-men that's why right. the rest of the x-men aren't a part right. of that judgment, and they're like right? where the heck is rasputin we so, have to talk so to her he condemned cyclops just as much as the other four right interesting yeah intriguing mm. exciting the end dun, dun, dun. until next time no oh, no what's coming next week what, what is it i don't know Rotpox. oh that's it just one no oh. it's Rotpox and wolverine number 41 rise of the powers of X and Wolverine number 41. The start of the Sabretooth War. What it promises Ooh. to be a very bloody Ooh. issue. Very mature. And do we know if the Sabretooth War is meant to sit outside of regular we have no time? no idea. We will see if they even address it. They're just like, whatever, guys. We're well, just going to give you a bloody battle. But well, also there's this, this other war going bloody on. Battle. And then, but it's also my birthday. <laughs> so I got to go into the woods and fight with my old boyfriend. <laughs> Bub. Bub. <laughs> All right, fun. cool. But this even still, just two issues. Yeah. Honestly, the, digi. the uh like I, I really enjoyed the issue. I, I thought it was fun. The art is beautiful. And then I always enjoy it more when we talk about it. Mm-hmm. Me because too. Because it's just like, oh, we get to dive in and dig into the little Yeah, bits. and just like little things of like, I wouldn't have made that connection about the dream and Charles being the one who condemned him to die mm-hmm. until we had this conversation and other people and brought the up their, yeah, yeah. That's what, what makes mean? That's what makes it so fun to dig in is because it's not just you and I going back and forth, but it's like other people's thoughts and ideas that or questions that you all ask us that helps us process and think about the books in a different way. Mm-hmm. Just so fun. Okay, well, we did it. Until next time, old friend. Charles, you dirty judge. Yeah, you're dirty. You're a bad man. Yeah, bad man. Bad Charles. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan.